Our text today comes from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 8, beginning at verse 22. They came to Bethsaida. Some people brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had put saliva on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, can you see anything? The man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he looked intently, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Then he sent him away to his home, saying, do not even go into the village. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, as we again place our lives in front of your open word, we ask that another drop of amazing grace would flow down upon our hearts, that we too might see more clearly. We ask it in the name of the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Amen. Some people from Bethsaida asked Jesus to touch a blind man. Jesus took the man by the hand and led him out of the village and then placed saliva on his eyes. And then Jesus asked, can you see anything? It's not typical of Jesus to ask that question after a healing. And it implies that he already knows this man's vision has not been fully restored. The man said, I, I, I can see people, but they are like trees walking. So Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes a second time. And then he saw everything clearly. Now a fast reading of this text would lead us to believe that it took Jesus two tries to heal this man. But we know the gospel writer Mark better than that. Mark is trying to make a point, which becomes evident in the way that he has edited his gospel. Not long before we get to this text, the disciples were around Jesus when he miraculously fed 5,000 hungry people. But not long after the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples and Jesus were confronted with 4,000 hungry people. And the disciples looked at each other and said, how will we feed all these people? They had already seen what Jesus had done, but they could not see what he could do. Then after the miraculous feeding of the 4,000, Jesus and the disciples get into a boat to go on a journey across the sea. And the disciples soon realized they didn't bring enough bread. Along the way, Jesus says, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. And the disciples looked at each other and said, He must be upset that we don't have enough bread. 
they missed the metaphor. By the way, Jesus, preachers, and poets like metaphors, no one else. Jesus is flabbergasted with his disciples, and he says, do you still not see? Then we come to this story of the blind man who needs a second touch of grace in order to see clearly. And then immediately after this story, Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter is the one who comes up with the right answer. He says, you are the Messiah. And he's probably feeling pretty good about himself for a short while before Jesus calls him Satan for trying to dissuade him from going to the cross. Do you still not see? I think that this text about the blind man is not really just about the blind man for Mark. What Mark is really concerned about is the vision of the disciples, all the disciples, including you and me, who still need to see Jesus more clearly than we do. And it's not until we do see Jesus more clearly that we'll ever be able to see the people around us as something more holy than just walking trees. Like Peter, most of us know that Jesus is the Messiah is the right answer. But we still have to see Jesus more clearly, see ourselves in light of Jesus more clearly in order to know how to care for those who are hungry for his grace. Like the blind man, we all need a second, a third, a fourth touch of grace and a whole lot more after that if we're going to see Jesus' mission and our mission more clearly. In his commentary on this text, John Calvin said, the grace flowed upon this blind man drip by drip. <clears throat> That's how we all receive the grace, the amazing grace of Jesus Christ. It comes one drop at a time, but along the way, we begin to see everything differently. It takes years for a child to become an adult. It takes even longer for an adult to see what maturity really looks like. And it takes most of our lives to see that the wisdom and the gravitas and the spiritual character came from our wounds and our failures and heartaches. And anyone who is committed to striving for justice will find that it takes years to develop the resilience and the hope to echo Reinhold Niebuhr when he finally figured out that nothing worth doing can be accomplished in one lifetime. We are part of God's holy justice. The, that holy drama began before us and it will continue long after us. But being caught up in that drama is what gives our lives meaning and mission and glory. 
So if today you are having a hard time seeing the glory to your own life and work, be patient. There is always more grace to come. There is always the opportunity to see more clearly. Finally, I, I think it's significant that Jesus takes this man by the hand and leads him out of the village to restore his sight. In these days of COVID sheltering, we've all been led away from the places that we would prefer to be. But as pastors have been telling their congregations for the last nine months, let us be careful not to waste this interruption. Let us do more than just simply yearn for all of this to be over. Let us ask ourselves, even today, what is it that Jesus is helping us to see? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.